0: Praise God! Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. We're glad to be here this morning. Just uh, back from the Philippines. Great trip, uh, great uh, success in what the Lord sent us to do, and we're thankful. We'll be sharing more about that maybe this next Wednesday night. Maybe some pictures and and uh, talking about the great things the Lord did in the Philippines and that He's doing. He was doing before we got there, and He's doing even greater uh, so today. And I'm thankful for that. Praise God! But here we are, Friday morning, uh, with some saints, and I pray that you grab your Bibles and follow along as we begin Chapter Five today, uh, Session Thirty-Three on the ninth day of June, twenty seventeen. I like to always show that so we can relate to where we are uh, with uh, where we are in the Word as far as what day it is and everything, so we can keep everything in order. And uh, it took us this long. Uh, we began this broadcast back in October, on the 7th of October. Uh, it took us from February the 10th until just a couple of weeks ago to get through just the fourth chapter. So God's got many wonderful golden nuggets in His Word, not hidden from us, but hidden there for us. And He's given us eyes to see, and if we'll cry out to know Him, and we can do that through faith in the cross and studying His Word... He will reveal Himself. He will reveal truth to us and bless us. And I'm thankful today uh, to be here with you in the Word of God. So, in chapter 5, it's where we're going to begin. And before we do, we're going to ask the Lord to give us a greater spirit of wisdom and revelation today so that we might come to know Him more, be closer to Him, and have more of what He's called us to have. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank You that we can be here studying Your Word, to be students of Your Word, to be able to grow in the knowledge and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, to have Bibles in a great nation that we live in, Lord, that many people do not have Bibles, they do not have Your Word, but here we are this morning with Your Word opened before us, and we would ask that You would give us the bread of life, that You would cause the, the... the path of the just that you have placed our feet in to shine more and more so, even on this day, that you would give us a greater spirit of wisdom and revelation as we begin this fifth chapter in the letter that you wrote to the churches in Ephesus. And we thank you for the revelation today in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I hadn't done it in a while, so I want to back up to chapter 1, verse 1, and remind us all who this great letter is written to. The Bible says there in chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus... Now, this letter was not just written to a church in Ephesus, but to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And I understand that there was some faithful in Christ Jesus in Ephesus, but the good news is there's some faithful in Christ Jesus still on the earth today. And I'm thankful to be one of those faithful in Christ Jesus. We can be faithful to God because His faithfulness to us. Amen. He was faithful to us by giving us His Son, defeating the enemy on the cross, and uh, defeating sin on the cross, justifying us, hallelujah. And I'm thankful today that we can be called the faithful in Christ Jesus, but it's only because of His faithfulness to us. Praise God. So, again, I'll remind us all that when these... Uh, books we call them, were written, they were really letters. They didn't have chapters and verses. They were just written to people, the people of God, not to the lost, as some proclaim, but to the church. The the Word of God can only be understood by those who are born again, for we're the only ones that have eyes to see and ears to hear if we keep our faith in the cross. Amen. So the, the Word of God is for those who've been enlightened by the Word of God. By the Spirit of God. So when we begin to read today, we begin to study the Word, we we will see things that God has written for us to have. And it's not in chapter and verse form because that's the way it was written. It's there in chapter and verse form to make it easier for us simple and slow people. Hallelujah. We, so we can <clears throat> easily, more easily find something in the Word of God. Yeah, that's chapter 10, verse 4. And Instead of just saying, well, yeah, Paul, that's in the letter that Paul wrote and, and we have to go digging for it. It helps us to locate things in the Word of God quicker so that we can learn quicker and we can share quicker and uh, I thank God for what the Lord's done by giving us his word hallelujah in the way we have it today and uh, but I will not become a legalist (laughs) and say write me a Bible that don't have chapters and verses (laughs) I need the chapters and verses amen praise God because I'm slow so chapter 5 in the book of Ephesians verse 1 the Bible says be ye therefore followers of God as dear children now. Now when the Bible says be ye therefore, the word therefore moves you backwards. So you have to go back and see what therefore is all about. When someone says therefore, then you have to go back and see what he just said because what he's saying now has something to do with what he just previously stated. Amen. So we have to go back and we'll go back to the last verse of the chapter before where he says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So when we hear that, we, hear, we read that, then we see, Be you therefore, because of what God did in Christ for his sake, you therefore follow God. As dear children, and and before we move too far away, and I know we're in chapter five, but the last verse of uh, chapter four, verse thirty-two, we need to mention something here. When the Bible says, "And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you," if if you're not really a student of the Word, you would read that and you would think that the cross was for Jesus. For Christ's sake, the Bible says that. Look at what the Bible says, forgiving one another even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And and if you're not really, let me say it again, a student of the word, you'll think that the cross was for Jesus. For for Christ's sake. But what he means here is he that 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 the cross, what Christ suffered on our behalf was not in vain. What he did enabled the Father to forgive us through that. Mm. The cross was not for Christ, it was for us. Amen. So when he says, for Christ's sake, let's read it. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Amen. Amen doesn't mean the cross was for Christ. it means that the cross was of Christ was not in vain. He accomplished much there. For his sake, great and mighty things has been accomplished through the cross. A new generation, a particular, a peculiar people, have been created in Christ. It was not in vain. So for Christ's sake, The power of God was on Christ when He died. Defeating the devil through His death. Justifying the sinner through His death. It was not in vain. And for Christ's sake, He endured the cross. And the cross was not in vain. We have been forgiven. Therefore, we can be kind one to another. We can be tender hearted. We we can forgive one another. Because the cross Worked. If we've truly been forgiven, then we truly can forgive. Amen. If the Lord was tender-hearted enough toward us to give His Son so we could be forgiven, then surely our faith in what He there did can cause us to be tender-hearted and to forgive others. You don't see a lot of that in the church because you don't hear a lot of the cross being preached in the church. You see, and Paul never took his mind away from the cross. Most do not see that unless the Lord has been able to bring them back to their first love, back to the place where their faith is in the cross alone. But the church is coming back to that. Slowly but surely, we are witnesses here at Crossway Church. Churches are popping up all over the world. Preachers beginning to preach the cross so that the people of God can finally... Be tender hearted toward each other. Love each other. Forgive each other. Which is a representative of what God in Christ has done for us. Praise God. For when we can't be tender hearted toward each other. When we can't forgive each other. It is a manifestation that our faith is no longer in the cross. Amen. When our faith not had been. Not has been, not once was. But when our faith is, the Bible says, now faith is. Hallelujah. Not not yesterday doesn't count. Now faith is. Today is the day of my salvation. And that salvation experience always points to what Christ did at Calvary. Praise God. So when we read in chapter 5 verse 1, You be therefore followers of God as dear children... Dear children, the word dear means beloved, loved. See, it continues. Paul in his writing continues to point back to the cross. For at the cross is where God loved us. He loved us all along. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that He is mindful of His people. And we know that God can never have a new thought. For if He does, that means yesterday He was lack of a thought. There was something He didn't know. And today He has a new thought that's wrong. Our God knows everything right now that ever was or ever will be. So if we're on His mind, how long have you been on His mind? You better let that go or you'll hurt yourself. Because it's forever and forever. Forever. He's always loved us. But you and I have not always loved God. And we even as children of God can opt out of the love program He's laid before us today. If we place our faith in anything other than the cross, our love is no longer the love of God at work. Because our faith is no longer that faith that works by love. Amen. So when we see the word dear, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, as the beloved, as those who were loved of God. That means if we keep our faith in what God did to manifest His love toward us, then we can follow God. If we don't, we cannot. If we don't keep our faith in the cross, and that's taught throughout the New Testament, we cannot be disciples of Christ, we cannot follow Christ. Christ taught that Himself. We cannot love each other except with a superficial love. We cannot do anything but have an emotion for somebody. That's not love. Love will produce an emotion, but the emotion in and of itself is not love. Love was shed abroad in our hearts by God. It's His love, the love of God. And with that love, the love of God, we can love each other. We can be tender hearted to each other. When our feelings are hurt, we're now having the Spirit of God. We're not animals. We're not lost and blind. We now have eyes to see. And when our feelings get hurt, we can take a step back and ask ourselves, why am I living by feelings again? Let me get back to faith in the cross. Hallelujah. Leave my feelings behind and let God be the controller of my feelings. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if we can follow God... As dear children, as beloved children, as children that are loved. And God, as I said, He's loved us for eternity, but that love we found out about at the cross. God so loved us that He gave His Son for us the Bible says in 1 John 4 and 9 and 10, in verse 9 it says, In this was the love of God that God sent His Son so we could live through Him. And verse 10 says, In here is the love of God. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and gave His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, the manifestation of God's love is what He did in His Son on the cross. And if our faith remains in that, then we have the love of God, we can walk as dear children, and we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are following God. When you're able to forgive those who've done you wrong, you know that you're following God. Such a great testimony we heard from our new dear brother, Michael Abagondo, who is a great praise and worship leader from the island of Samar what a blessing he was to us in, in the Philippines and I surely uh, hope that he would come over in, in 2019 and do our praise and worship in our camp meeting and and I'm I'm I hadn't asked him yet but we mentioned it and I'm looking forward to that but he gave this great testimony of him and his family and he had a brother who who was uh, married to a girl and he wasn't living for the Lord and she wasn't and he worked for some two dollars I think he said a day and he'd come home and and his wife was gambling the money and he'd come home literally starving but there'd be no food because she was gambling the money away and they were having to live with her father her parents and and uh, there was a f- friction and frustration there, and, uh, and, his, and her father ended up going into his bedroom and stabbing him and killing him one evening. And the whole family was in chaos and turmoil, and just dark and broken and hurt. And, and the enemy was using that. And, and, and uh, he said his mother was awakened by the Lord one night, and the Lord told her, You forgive them. And she went and woke all the other children up and told them the Lord has spoken to me that we are to forgive them. And it changed the island. The authorities told the mother, told the family, they said, we know that your God is alive because no one else would ever do this. So when our faith is in the cross, we can hear from God. And God will ask us to do some things sometimes that may seem hard, but it's nothing He hasn't already done. Hallelujah. And if we will be tender-hearted toward each other, if our faith remains in the cross, we can forgive the most horrendous things done to us because God has already done that through what happened in His Son at the cross. Amen? And. so, and the Bible says, Be ye therefore, because of what God has done in Christ by forgiving us, followers of God as dear children, that really speaks of our faith remaining in the cross because Paul reminds us of what God did in Christ to forgive us. And and it's the same teaching that runs through the New Testament. Jesus taught it, "You, you can't follow me. Jesus was God, can I get a witness? He was the Son of the living God who is God. And the Godhead fully dwelt in Him. And Jesus said, you'll not be able to follow me unless you take up your cross daily. Hallelujah. That speaks of what He did for us on the cross. So, there's no way we can be who God's called us to be and to do the things God has called us to do that we might have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and lay up treasures in heaven unless our mind stays on what God did to give us peace. Was it not the prophet Isaiah that said, He whose mind is stayed on thee shall have perfect peace? And knowing in the New Testament, Colossians one and twenty that the Bible teaches that our peace was made by the blood of the cross. So we know it's just it's not our mind stayed on there is a God and that God loves me and other things good. It's our mind staying on what God did to give us peace and love. Hallelujah. That sacrifice of His Son, if our mind stays on that, if, if our hearts stay toward that, then we will have peace and strength and we will be able to, as verse 2 says, and walk in love. It's not something separate. Walking in love is what we do when our faith is correct. Amen. Going to church doesn't mean you're walking in love. Going to church when somebody offends you at church and you forgiving them and smiling at them and just knowing that the Lord's going to bring you through this and that you don't have to go find another church. Glory to God. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't say, Can this cup pass from me, Father? You know what? I believe I'll just make it happen, Father. No, Jesus didn't make anything happen. He just was fully obedient unto death. May the church learn to live in obedience unto our death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. May we learn to love our lives only to the degree that we should love it in Christ. Not more than we ought to, but just to love our lives. The lives we've been given in Christ. The Bible says, and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Do we see here again Paul just can't get away from the cross. Thank God for the Apostle Paul, who the Spirit of God was able to pierce his heart, bring him to a place where he ultimately said, I've become determined to know nothing other than Christ in him crucified. Paul became a man that said, I have come to the conclusion that Jesus is my Genesis and he is my revelation, and he is all the Word of God in between. And everything Paul wrote to the church would cause their minds to go back to the sacrifice so that the Word of God could function in our hearts. How many of you know that even when Moses read the law, they had to sprinkle it with blood for it to have any effect on the lives of the people. It's only the Word of God through the blood that has an effect on our lives. We've said it for years, if our faith is not in, alone, exclusively in Christ and the sacrifice, then the written Word of God can do us no good. Unless our faith is in the living Word and what He accomplished on the cross. And I don't mean at one point in the past, I mean today. Jesus said you take your cross up every day. Our faith is in the cross today. We can walk in love. We can forgive and be tender hearted. We can continue to see and to experience the path that God has said surely is getting brighter by the day. Hallelujah. If things just aren't working and things appear to be dark and nothing's working, we need to take a step back as children of God and ask the Lord and ourselves, why? Because in Proverbs 4.18, the Lord has promised that the path of the just... That means those who've come to faith in God through what He did to justify them. The cross of His Son. That the path of the just shall be more and more brighter as the perfect day approaches. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says here, walk in love, we've got to stop there because other scriptures come into play. Colossians 2.6 says, As you have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ. And we did that by faith in His atonement on the cross. Like so walk ye in Him. Walking in Christ. Christ taught it another place. John 15, abide in me. Which means continue in me. Continue in my love. Hallelujah. Walk in love. As we continue, the word abide means to continue. And we can't continue in something we haven't started in. So when we look back and see how we received the Lord Jesus Christ, which was faith through what He did at Calvary, He became our Lord. We became sons and daughters of God. And at that moment, we begin to walk in love. At that very moment, because our faith that was given to us through our belief from the heart that Christ was the Son of God and gave His life for our sins, that faith was given to us. The faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. And at that moment, that faith that works by love set our feet to run in a race. We walk in love through our faith in the cross. Amen. If our faith is in water baptism, there is no such thing as walking in love. I love what my son Andrew brought out in his uh, Friday morning broadcast that uh, the people who teach water baptism for salvation, then you bring Colossians two six in as you have therefore received the Lord. It's so good as you have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ. If if you think you've received him by water baptism, it says therefore so walk ye in him. That means Andrew said you got to get water baptized every day. <laughs> Amen. It's ridiculous. Our faith in Christ alone and what He did at Calvary. That is the daily walk. That is what our feet walk in. Faith in the truth. Walking in the truth. Walking in love is all one and the same thing. Hallelujah. And if we're living by faith, it's only a faith that works by love. And it's again, it's not our love toward God. But it's the faith of the Son and gave himself for us, which speaks of the cross. So, when the Bible says, "Walk in love," in Colossians two six, we rightly divide. Bringing that scripture in, it, it as you have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ, so walk ye in Him. The way we begin is the way we will finish, or we will not finish. God is able to finish what He has begun in us, but He cannot finish what He started without our allowing Him to. Amen. We're free moral agents, not robots. We had to believe initially, and we have to believe daily. Jesus taught that. Amen. The Bible says, If you hold fast that confidence until the end. Amen. Many people today teach many wrong things such as once saved, always saved and things of that nature that you could never walk away from your salvation. But God has said in His Word that I highly exhort and and, and trust in more than any man in what they say. In the 11th chapter of the book of Romans we read that we should never become heady and high-minded but remember that we were saved by faith. If we become heady and high-minded, the Word of God says, and forget that it's by faith, not something we do, but by faith in Christ alone. The warning is that God cut Israel off. He surely will cut us off. It's in the Word of God, my friend. You've got to let Uncle Joe go. You've got to let that old favorite preacher go and hang on to God's Word. Hallelujah and walk in love, and then he relates walking in love, watch this, as Christ also has loved us. He relates the walking in love to Christ having loved us and giving himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Do you see this walk in love is not... What we do to each other, it points to our faith in what Christ did for us. And yes, we will love each other, right? We'll be tender-hearted. We'll be forgiving each other. Even if we blow up initially because we do live in a flesh body, because the Spirit of God lives in us and our faith is truly in the cross, we will have to make the phone call. We will have to go and see the forgive me I blew up I had no right that was my flesh God has forgiven me I repented please forgive me it was wrong I was wrong not only what I did was wrong I was wrong amen and that is the heart of the humble who have their faith in the cross who desire to walk in love more than to walk in some place where they are something amen if our faith is in the cross we will truly be servants of God If our faith is not in the cross, then we will be looking for servants. If our faith is in the cross, we will be servants of God. If our faith is not in the cross, then we will abuse what we have and be looking for people to serve us. And we'll be mad and blow up in the flesh when they don't serve us like we thought they need to be serving us. Faith in the cross eliminates the thought of me treating them good if they treat me good. Faith in the cross eliminates me loving them if they love me. Faith in the cross, by the power of the Spirit, allows me to love when hated, Mm -hmm. to bless when cursed, Well, I can't do that, preacher. Absolutely true. But the Spirit of God living in us can do that. And He will through faith in the cross. We will be able to pray for those that despitefully use us talk negative about us, criticize us, and like Stephen being stoned, says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Paul being stoned and left for dead rises up by that same Spirit that was in Christ and heads back into town to preach it one more time. Yes, we do have the same Spirit that slew Goliath, that took Jesus to the cross. Hallelujah. That allowed John to go through with the beheading and standing his ground. We have that same spirit. It's not a different spirit. It's the spirit of God who is love. Praise God. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us. And has given himself for us an offering. And a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Can I remind us again this morning that the only thing that smells good to God to this day is the sacrifice of Christ. Mm. Amen. It's the only place of, to be born again. It's the only place to walk as a born again child of God. Being tender hearted and forgiving others and loving others in spite of what they say or do. Hallelujah. You see the cross isn't about what people did. It's about what God would have to do for us. He loved us so much that in spite of us, He gave His Son anyway to a people that hated Him. Amen. So it's not about what everyone else is saying and doing to us. Or about us. On judgment day, it'll only be between me and the Lord. What did I do with this love that was offered me? This great faith, this great salvation that I was given. What did I do with it? Not not what did they make me do with it. Not what did they cause me to do. What did I do with it? Because they have absolutely nothing to do with my faith. They cannot destroy my faith. I can walk away from it. No one can destroy my faith because this faith we have, the Bible says works by love and and the Bible says love cannot fail. Why cannot love fail? Because our God is love and He can never fail. This faith we have, when it comes, it overcomes. Praise God. So we can walk in love. We we can follow God. And if we are following God, it's because we're walking in love. But Paul here writes the reason we walk in love is because Christ went to the cross for us and became that sweet-smelling aroma to God. That was God's love being manifest. God, I can just almost picture God in heaven when His Son died saying, that is my love being offered to all humanity. And there's no other avenue for it. The manifestation, I'm a firm believer and I've not heard other people say this, but the reason the earth got dark when Christ died that day in the natural is because the light in the Spirit got so bright, it darkened even the natural. And the devil lost what he had, his hold on people. Hallelujah. And through the blood, we're not only able to be reconciled to God, but we're able to have all that God desires for us to have. No longer alienated from the things that were promised to us. But now we're able to love. And remember that love one day when we're with the Lord will be the only thing of the three, faith, hope, and love that exists. There'll be no more faith. There'll be no more hope. It'll just be love. Because God is love. Praise the Lord. So I love the way And I just have to say this morning how thankful I am that though it took affliction, it took hard things to come our way and the loss of things, the Lord giving and the Lord taking away of things in our lives, but thank God for the result of what God was doing was to bring us back to the cross. Bring us back to the sacrifice. It has meant turmoil in the family and they just can't see it. They can't understand it. So there's friction and there's turmoil and there's turbulence and we know about that word, don't we? There's things that are unsettled between family members now and there's a a cutting away. There's a separation there because they don't see what we see. Not that we're better, but that we've been able to be by God and His Spirit brought back to the cross the place Paul wrote from was the mind of the sacrifice. And I thank God this morning that though it's been tough, it's been rough, there have been many afflictions, but the Lord has delivered us from them all. All of them. And will continue to do so. So we see this. Paul constantly points back to the sacrifice. There's no time when Paul writes to the church that it cannot be related back to, to the sacrifice, because he'd become determined to know nothing else. In verse three he says, But fornication and all uncleanness and or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. And it says in verse 4, "...neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient for you, but rather the giving of thanks." And can I say this morning that verses uh, 3 and 4 are there as a contrary to... If you walk in love, if you're a follower of God, these things won't be named once among you. Hallelujah! Amen. Peter wrote that if you make your calling and election sure, you will never fall. What a promise. Amen. Amen. Doesn't mean you won't trip up, you won't bump your head. It means you won't fall from grace if you keep trusting in what God did to give you grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll never fall. You'll never fall from grace. If if you keep your faith in the cross, you'll you'll be able to live among the people of God and be tender-hearted. You won't have to be shut up in your home thinking that God's giving you special revelation when the truth is you just can't get along with God's people. I know there are some listening to this message who... That's happened to you. It, 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 it's become what, what's happened. It's why you're locked up at home. You, you, you think that God is giving you special revelation that nobody else understands, and that's not the way God works. God only gives revelation that can be understood by His people, and there will be a greater fellowship and unity when that comes forth. Hallelujah. So the reason people are locked up at home, they won't be in a local church, and I'm talking only to those who don't have, I'm to those who do do have a local church preaching the cross, they could be in is because of fear. That's there because of sin. Fear takes place because of sin. What do you mean? Because I'm fearful, I got sin in my life. To fear is to be sinful. We're trusting in Christ, or we're not. And if we are, we're not fearful of the people of God. Amen. I'm not talking about being scared of a rattlesnake. Everybody ought to be feared of a rattlesnake. <laughs> I'm talking about a fear that keeps you isolated and locked up to where you can't be in the midst of the body of Christ, showing the tenderheartedness of Christ through you to others. Forgiving others as they've offended you, knowing that we surely have offended folks. Amen. As a preacher of the cross, I listened yesterday to a message I preached 10 years ago. And I thought, boy, thank you, Lord, for them people putting up with me. Letting me grow in this instead of just saying, well, he ain't got it. I ain't listening. But we're growing in this. Some people are just now getting the message of the cross. And they're not going to get ever jot and every tittle and not going to get every word right. I'm not going to, even though I've been preaching it almost 12 years, I'm not going to get everything right. But thank God I'm among people that are going to be tender-hearted toward me and love me enough to come after this message and say, did you mean this when you said that? They love me enough to do that. Instead of just leaving church, bless God, they don't know it. It's happening. We need to be tender hearted toward each other. Forgiving one another and help each other along the way. That can happen if our faith remains in the cross. And we'll find ourselves walking in love. And verse 3 and 4 comes along and we won't see these things. Now now we may trip up and something may happen. Can I say not may, but will. Who do we think we are? (laughs) Folks not walking on the ground anymore. I don't wear a robe and a halo follows me to church. I'm a real person. That's some. That's, that's the reason some people can't listen to me because I'm just too plain, just too real. They want something fake in the pulpit. I don't. I want to be real. I want to be plain. Those are the people God's going to use. Hallelujah. There were people, preachers. Some preachers came to the first session uh, of one of the meetings in the Philippines, and I was told they got up and left. Just came to size me up, what I was, and because I wasn't some name from the states, and because I wasn't preaching the the new age stuff, they thought I ought to be. They didn't stay, but I got news for you: the message of the cross draws to God. That's right. the message of the cross separates those who reject it. Hallelujah! So the got the same thing going on. Got right here. You got some coming back to cross Christians I speak of you got some who saying I still need that, and if you don't need the cross, God can't use you, but verses three and four they talk about what will happen if we do not walk in love, and let me stress again this morning. That there is no such thing as walking in love, even for a child of God, if our faith is in anything other than the cross. The Holy Spirit can, if we walk in love, it's because the Holy Spirit is empowering us to do so. He is the great effectual working of God's power. The Holy Spirit. When you hear me for the last five years talking about God's grace is God at work, let me say it again a different way this morning. God's grace is the Holy Ghost working. He will continue to empower you to walk, walk in love to be you can't be tender hearted on your own. And folks who are out there and think they are, that's just fleshly tender heartedness. It's for selfish purpose. Amen. And we see really the degree we see it what in the 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 degree of flesh it really is when they're just in a corner and they just bless God, every man's got his limit. Oh, that tender-hearted, my brother, that tender-heartedness I've been seeing for three months finally met its match. Well, faith in the cross has no end of ten, no no end of what it can bear. Hallelujah. Glo- glove bears how much? All things. There is no finally getting us in our corner and bless God, we just can't take it no more. Stephen didn't find that. He kept looking to the Lord. He kept believing in Christ to the point that when being stoned, he said he saw the Son of God standing at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. It's all a matter of what you keep looking at. What you keep your faith in. But verses 3 and 4 begin to break down certain things that don't need to be the Bible says mentioned once in our life. Many Christians are saying, Well, it's okay. God understands. God doesn't understand sin in our lives. He gave His Son so that we would never have to be dominated by sin again. Romans 6, 14. Praise God. But we see this in verse 3. Let me get over here in my notes. I've just been kind of going along in the Word there, so i got some things written here about these things listed in verse 3. Fornication, uncleanness, covetousness. The Bible says, let it not once be named among you as becoming saints. As you beca- to he means here uh, as as becometh saints. It means the life of a saint shouldn't have these things in it. And they are listed fornication. Fornication really is fornication is sexual relationship in the natural and the physical. It's some sexual relationship outside the marriage. Anything outside the marriage, any, not ta- I'm not talking about sh- adultery, although it will include that, but fornication is sexual relationships outside the marriage, period. Whether it's with another man, another woman, an animal, it is fornication. If it is the sexual act, the intimate act of sexuality outside the marriage, it is a fornication to God. It is sin. ...is also intimate relationship outside the saints' marriage to Jesus. Fornication is when you and I, and we were guilty for years of spiritual adultery, which is fornication, of having our faith in something other than the cross. Jesus saved us through the cross. Let's look at Romans chapter 7 verse 4 this morning. If you don't mind turning pages in your Bible... I love turning pages in my Bible because there's something fresh on every page. Glory to God. Romans chapter 7 verse 4. Watch this. Wherefore, my brethren, you also were become dead to the law by the body of Christ. That means through what he did at Calvary. That you should be married to another. To who? Who, who? Who should I be married to? To him who is raised from the dead that we should bring forth fruit unto God. We were married to the law, but Jesus died and crucified us to the law. The law was nailed to the cross. Everything that was contrary to us was nailed to the cross. And just like the natural that we could teach in Romans 7, when the woman was married to a man, she could not marry another, for that would be adultery. Mm -hmm. But when that man died, she's now free to marry another. We were married to the law. Jesus nailed the law to the cross. And we became dead unto sin, dead unto the law, so that we now could marry another who... Jesus, the one who was raised from the dead. We're married to Jesus. The church is the bride of Christ. We're married to Jesus, and we become married to Him through the blood covenant. Our faith in the cross caused us to be married to Christ. When when God got ready to give Adam a bride, He pierced his side and pulled out a rib and made him a wife. When God got ready to give His Son a bride, a wife, He was pierced for our sins and iniquities. And when He was pierced, wounded and bruised for our sins and iniquities, then God justifying the sinner, the sinner becoming the bride of Christ. Glory to God. We're married to Jesus now. When we're born again, we become married to Jesus When we place our faith in anything other than the cross, whether it's the purpose driven or it's the government of twelve, then we commit spiritual adultery. It's fornication. We were preaching our first series of messages. It was the first message in the Philippines. I mentioned that what was wrong with having your faith and the purpose-driven, the purpose-driven that and the purpose-driven this and the government of 12 and all these things men have schemed up? And after the first session, a man came up and said that our church and several people in this meeting are using the G12, the government of 12. And he said, you probably don't need to... Sh-. He said, it's, the Lord gave us that to help us uh, get people to the cross. And I said, the Lord only uses preaching. The Bible says God chose the foolishness of preaching. Spirit of God. I said the Spirit of God won't let the people of God stay bound. He will give everything there is to be given through the truth of His Son, and if people choose to hang on to the chains that rattle in their lives and keep them bound, then they will. But if they choose to let go of things they hold dear to, such as all the golden calves we built as men through the years, then we will not be able to We will just have a vain glory and vain relationship and vain fellowship because we only fellowship with God through the blood alone. Amen. So when we see fornication mentioned in the Bible, it means we've moved our faith from Christ and what he did to become our husband. To become our Lord. To become the one who can lead us every day. You know, I'm always reminded of, was being controlled by the people. The people were uh, in turmoil, and where's this Moses who went up on the mount? Who knows if he's ever coming back? And it's really a story that would portray the future of Jesus coming and dying and going away, and we're waiting on his return, but the church now has grown weary of waiting, so the, the people is, is in their weariness, in their faintness, in their tired where He may never be coming back, and that's what the programs are about. We can't wait on him anymore something up to have what we need today. And that's what the people of God did. Where is this one? And they begin to gripe and murmur and complain. And and Aaron said, well, then bring me your jewelry then, and we will build uh, an idol. And they built a golden calf. And the preacher said, come, and tomorrow we will have a feast unto the Lord through the golden calf. And if the preachers got it wrong, then the people will get it wrong. Because after the preacher's false declaration, then the people said, Look, behold, what brought us out of Egypt. If the preacher can't get it right, the people can't get it right. And fornication is us trying to use anything we think that will get people to the cross the Bible says in Ephesians two thirteen that we've been brought near to God by the blood. Jesus said, "If I be lifted up," talking about the death He would die, "that He would draw all men unto Himself." There is no drawing to God except the Holy Ghost drawing to God through His Son Jesus and what He did on the cross. So therefore. Because if we stop preaching just because the people don't like it, then we will only be able to give the people what binds and holds them and places them in a dangerous place of eventually even losing their souls. So when we see fornication, we, we, we have to know it's fornication, not only in the natural, because the fornication in the natural is fornication against God. Amen. So there's natural and there's spiritual, but even the natural pertains to the spiritual. Because everything in the natural is rooted in something spiritual. Can I say this? If my faith is in the cross alone, the Holy Ghost will lead me into the right path. A plain path. The path of righteousness. If my faith is not in the cross, then the Holy Spirit will not be the one that I'm following. Won't be following God. Won't be able to do the things that I know Christ died for me to be able to experience. Praise God. So the next word we'll talk about is uncleanness. And uncleanness really just means faith in anything other than the cross of Jesus Christ. The government of twelve is an unclean thing. The purpose-driven life is an unclean thing when we go and knock on doors and, and ask them uh, what would we have to change in our church to get you in our church. And I heard Brother Lauren say something on a powerful message he preached yesterday. He says if these books being written by men and, and all the things men are coming up with today, if it's not talking about what Paul told us in the Bible, it ain't of God and it won't be victory found in it at all. If what they write in their books do not point to what Paul wrote, because Paul was given the revelation of how to live in victory, then it's not going to work for you. It is fornication. Amen. Amen. Preach on, Brother Larson. Faith in anything other than the cross of Jesus Christ is an unclean thing and our works will only be our works and unclean to the Lord. We've got to understand something that we can do all things through Christ. That means by the Spirit who will only empower us to do things through Christ and through Christ speaks of our faith in the sacrifice. Amen. Those are one and the same thing. By the Spirit places our work make means the works we're walking in now are works done in Christ through Christ what we do through Christ is only by the spirit who is God that won't do in us what needs to be done unless our faith is in the cross because we're living in fornication where our faith is in something else and and he only works in the truth that scripture Changed the hundreds and hundreds of pastors in the Philippines. That the life of the Spirit, the law of the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. That all God's works are only done in truth. Changed everything. That revelation in the Philippines brought... It changed the pastor's mindset of we just need to preach the Word to now knowing we must preach the Word of the Gospel of the truth. It must be not just the Word of God. It must be the Word of God in truth. For there, people can be saved. There, people can be changed. There, we can experience the ability by the power of the Spirit to love each other, to be tender-hearted, and to forgive each other. Preachers who just preach the word, but it's not the word in truth, which means it's pertaining to the man who is the truth and what he did on the cross to become our truth. Just there's no, there's no avail there. There's no avail. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God does not he didn't come to reveal the word. He came. Jesus said to reveal the truth of the word. Amen. Jesus said that be him. He won't even be talking about Himself when He comes. He'll only be speaking that which He hears. So to our oneness, friends, the Holy Ghost has got to hear somebody else talking. Jesus ain't the Holy Ghost and He ain't the Father. He said, when I go to the Father... The Father is going to send the Holy Ghost and when He comes, He's only going to be speaking that which He hears. And He ain't talking to Himself. Go rid a God. Woo! Oneness. <laughs> there is one God. But He's got three persons. Let us go make man in our image. Let us go down. Us. He he ain't talking about angels because we weren't made in the image of angels. We were created in the image of God. And he said, let us go down. Amen. I can't help it how people have messed the Word of God up. All perversion of God's Word comes through a misunderstanding of the cross. Every single bit of it. So uncleanness... Is faith in anything other than the cross of Christ? Water baptism becomes unclean if we try to do it for salvation. Right. Yeah. Communion with the Lord—the bread, the loaf, the, the bread and the wine that we partake—Jesus told us to continue to do this to show forth His not resurrection but His death, right. till He comes. If we do that thinking as the uh, Catholicism, which are not—they're not Christians. That's not Christianity. If we do that thinking, that is our relationship with God. That is our salvation. It's an unclean thing. Everything's unclean except the sacrifice. Hallelujah! That's what was a sweet-smelling, the cleanest of all aromas coming to our God. Praise God. Isaiah 64, 6 says this, But we all, we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. That means everything we do in that we call good and that everybody else would call good, if we're not born again, it's filthy to God. Every work, even, it doesn't matter how good we call it, And it may be good that somebody's getting a meal that can't afford it, but our doing that, unless we're born again and our faith is in the cross, it's an unclean thing to God. It's filthy to God because it's just us. And let me go back to what I said. If our faith is not in the cross, then it's just us. Preachers who have their faith in anything other than the cross, it's just you preaching. It's just you working. That's why there's burnout there. That's why there's retirement there. Because it's not by the Spirit through Christ. It's just you. When it's by the Spirit through Christ, there's no burnout. Religion burns out. Faith never does. Faith overcomes. Glory to God. Watch this. But we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses. is or as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Our iniquities just take us away from God. And 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. How is the only way God has chosen to receive us through faith in what His Son did at Calvary. Any other way we derive, we make up is an unclean thing whether it be our initial coming to God for salvation or our daily coming to God for grace and mercy that we need. If it's not by the one way the Lord has offered it is an unclean thing. As I just gave the example, water baptism, we cannot approach God through water baptism. Hebrews teaches very plainly that we approach the throne to get grace and mercy, help in our time of need, only by the blood. Not by water baptism. Not by any works that we would do, but by grace. Hallelujah. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We're talking about uncleanness. Anything that's not, anything our faith is in outside of the cross is unclean. It's unclean. God can't and won't use it. Adam... Chose not to believe God and lost it all. Cain chose not to believe God and lost it all. Many today are choosing not to believe God's one way and they will lose it all. There was a great stirring of the Spirit in the Philippines one day when I shared at the end of one of my messages and just brought the realization of what was going on in Noah's day when he was slamming the nails into the ark, building the ark, and and, and people standing around laughing at the old man, making fun of him. And I know they were. And I I know that the people out there were saying, when when asked of their children, Daddy, what if the old man's right? Granddaddy, what if the old man is right? And the dad and the granddad would say, Oh, don't pay any attention to the old man. He, he could never be right. God loves us. He would never wash us away. But you see, the love of God is only experienced through the sacrifice that Noah had his faith in. Hallelujah. And today, if we're not careful, if we're not careful and fearfully maintaining our faith in the cross of Christ alone... We will find fornication, uncleanness. Oh, we'll just go around saying I don't drink anymore, I don't cuss, I don't smoke, I I don't do these things. But fornication and uncleanness, and I didn't get a chance to move into uh, the third one where it says covetousness. We'll get there next week because we're out of time. These things are in our lives. They are in our lives if our faith is not in the cross. doesn't matter if you're not drinking, cussing, smoking, doing drugs anymore. Thank God you're not doing any of those things. But if your faith is in anything other than the cross, it's fornication. It's uncleanness. And I love you enough to tell you. I understand they stoned Paul because he told them. I understand that the disciples, the apostles were persecuted unto death almost all of them because they loved with the love that God gave them the people enough to tell them the truth. So as we look in the Word of God for the rest of the days of our lives let us see not just the love of God but the love of God through what He did to give us the love of God. The sacrifice of His Son Jesus. Therefore we'll be able to follow God We'll be able to walk in love. Not just say we are, but the experience of walking in love. And we will see the fruit of that in our tender heartedness to others. Our forgiving of others when they do us wrong. Being able to love those that hate us. Forgive those that uh, treat us horrible. Just to keep marching in the truth that will always prevail. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed today, and I hope you'll share this message on Facebook or however you're watching it. And I sure hope you'll tune back in next week and invite more people to see it right here on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis in the fifth chapter of Ephesians. Until next time, walk in the love of God. We love you.